WABC. One man has a talk show on 77 WABC, and that man's name is... It's Dominic Carter. I am him. And with us now, Dominic Carter. Nice to be with you, Dominic. It gets better. You need to talk to Dominic Carter. It's about to go down. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. On Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning, good morning, good morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. A number of issues we are going to deal with this morning. A news item just uh, came across my uh, radar screen. And poor commander, President Biden's dog, has been booted from the White House. Commander is gone as staff sounds the alarm over more attacks, declaring that they have to speak up. Commander is not presently on the White House campus while the next steps are evaluated. A spokesperson for the First Lady has to uh, say, as you just heard news headlines, Bob Brown, Mayor Adams, has touched down in Mexico's capital city for the first leg of his four-day tour in Latin America where he's trying to dissuade, good luck with that, migrants from coming to the Big Apple. This as the daily number of asylum seekers arriving here in New York is soaring with the city recording 800 more migrants and a single day, a 24-hour period, twice the prior average. Okay, we're going to continue where we left off last night to a degree. Motion to vacate. Motion to vacate. The ability for one person, one individual to start the ball rolling to vacate the Speaker of the House. Well, let me tell you, folks, that change of rule is going to keep a chokehold on Congress through next year. Bottom line, and this is what I tried explaining last night, folks, Speaker McCarthy did what he had to do to get the job. He had no other choice, but in the end, McCarthy cut his own throat in order to get the job. Now, House Republicans are pushing to change the rule that made it possible to get rid of Kevin McCarthy. House Republicans that are upset over this are looking to change the rules back. And again, currently, the House permits a single member, I want you to think about this, a single member to force a floor vote. Not a majority, just one, just one on a motion to vacate the chair. And that is exactly what Congressman Matt Gates of Florida did. Last night, I told you folks that Matt Gates would come under tremendous criticism, though some of you defended him. And I tried to explain to you what he did was despicable, that it was personal, that it was despicable. I'm not the only one that's saying it. It seems like there's a mainstream of Republican voices that are articulating the same exact thing, and pointing out that Gates had ulterior motives. Newt Gingrich, the former speaker, appearing on Cats and Cosby, uh, the show of record with our owner-operator John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby, who we just finished listening to, Newt Gingrich on Cats and Cosby talked about what he's calling the hateful eight that voted to get rid of McCarthy. Well, I think, first of all, that uh, Ben Dominich captured it pretty well when he called him the hateful eight. 
Uh, you know, the, the Matt Gates hates uh, Kevin McCarthy in part because McCarthy would not intervene with the Ethics Committee, where Gates has some very, very serious charges uh, about him both misusing public funds and taking a uh, minor across state lines for sexual purposes. And, and Gates was desperate to have the Ethics Committee drop it. And McCarthy said, look, I, I can't intervene. So part of this is just pure personal bitterness. Uh, but I think the key principle for all of our listeners is simple. You had 96% of the House Republican Conference vote for McCarthy. You had 4% vote with the Democrats to defeat McCarthy. Now, you know, if, if we had a football game going and the offensive tackle turned and ca- tackled his own quarterback, you probably wouldn't keep him on the field and you probably wouldn't keep him in your uniform. And yet that's what we saw happen. We saw eight guys who decided that they were superior to the 210 Republicans that they were opposed by. Uh, and so they went and sided with the Democrats to basically defeat the Republicans. And I, I think that it's a terrible precedent, and I think it poses a huge challenge to the next Speaker of the House, uh, because are you going to get up every morning wondering if these eight guys are going to destroy your speakership because you didn't do exactly what they wanted yesterday? And Newt Gingrich detailing, like I said, how it's going to be a chokehold for the next Speaker. And Newt Gingrich, who knows a thing or two about being Speaker, is accurate when he says the the incoming speaker, no matter who it may be, if you piss off these eight, you're done. One of them to bring the vote, more than five votes, you're done. I want you to think about, I really want you folks to think about as I'm opening up the phone lines here, what Newt Gingrich just said. 90%, 96%. 96% of the Republican caucus voted for McCarthy as speaker. 96%. They can't all be rhinos, folks, of that 96%. And just 4%, 4%, these eight individuals say, no, we know what's best. And if the rules hadn't have been changed, nobody would even be talking about these eight. They would be completely irrelevant. Irrelevant. Let's go ahead and open up the phone lines. 800-848-WABC. 800-848-9222. I want to uh, continue with what Newt Gingrich said to our owner-operator, John Katsimatidis, and Rita Cosby, Katz and Cosby, in which Mr. Katsimatidis put this question to Newt Gingrich. I've created a crap list, and, and these people, if we can primary them or whatever we have to do, we're going to do it. And uh, in Florida, that guy, uh, Gates, uh, Gates uh, and uh, some uh, senior people in Florida emailed me and says, tell you, your, your daughter to stay away from him because he is very, very bad news. He's been arrested so many times. He never goes to jail, but he's been arrested a ton of times. Well, I just, I just think if you watched him, you, you, you got the whole story. Uh, Speaker McCarthy brought up a very conservative continuing resolution that cuts spending by 8%. These guys voted no. Then the leaders of the Freedom Caucus developed a continuing resolution that cut spending by 30 percent and included the Republican position on controlling the border. These guys voted no. And by the way, the moderates who represent the 19 districts that Joe Biden carried, they all voted for these. So these aren't real conservatives. These are these are opportunists uh, who are totally irresponsible. Uh, and I think what, what struck me and what I guess I'm offended by is that they, they decided they had the, the moral virtue, the patriotic legitimacy, uh, the brilliance that the, the eight of them were right and the 210 Republicans were wrong. And they were not only prepared to disagree, they were prepared to ally with the Democrats to defeat them. And I, uh, I think it's uh, extraordinarily dangerous. And I agree with you. I think all eight of these guys should get defeated in the next Republican primary because they're not really Republicans.
all eight, not my words, Newt Gingrich words, should be defeated in the next Republican primary. All they are are opportunists. That's what I tried to tell you folks last night. That was exactly my point, starting with Matt Gates, but some of you were just not hearing it. So we'll see what you have to say tonight. Let's go ahead and start with your telephone calls, 800-848, and we're going to get to the Trump situation, what happened at his uh, civil fraud trial a few hours ago, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Let's begin with Al in Yonkers. Good morning, Al. What's on your mind? Good morning to you, Dominic. You know, Dominic, I think next week when the Republicans, the different factions and the Republicans come back to Washington, I firmly believe they're going to coalesce uh, behind probably uh, Steve Scalise, who's well-regarded, the uh, congressman from Louisiana. And I think they're going to move the um, American agenda forward. I think tonight when I uh, saw Nancy Mace, I saw her in an interview, uh, even though she was one of the Gang of Eight, I think I could tell from her demeanor that it was a rough day for her, and she probably had some regrets. But hopefully they move on next week, and we could put the uh, speaker who who also could uh, do away all the factions with the rule of uh, that cost McCarthy his speakership. Well, the, the time for regret is over. They yes. did what they felt they needed to do, and now it's no, time for right. the repercussions. And we'll see. We'll see uh, what what actually happens. Al, thank you for the call in Yonkers. Let's go to the Bronx. Let's say good morning to Phil. Phil, you're on Talk Radio seventy seven WABC. Hi, Dominic. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, the bottom line is when the when the Republicans took back the House when they had the elections for the HR people, they didn't have a big majority. They talked about the red wave. Apparently, it didn't turn into a red wave. It was more like a red breeze. <laughs> a mild breeze. And so what happens is they don't have enough so that when these things happen, when you get a bunch of malcontents, the eight, seven or eight malcontents, Mm -hmm. you don't have even anybody else on the side to say, well, thank God we got these four extra people on the HR, you know, and that's exactly what happened. Yes. Phil, you're you're correct. But Phil, and I want you to go ahead. The the problem problem is is that, that the house is completely stymied now. It's just, it's just, going to sit there in the water like like a dead boat the engines don't work it's not going to go anywhere this they're going to do this to the next the next speaker of the house i could yes, guarantee yes they it. are i can guarantee it yeah. as well and until, until you get rid of matt gates he's going to continue with these antics yeah but the point is these republicans they thought they had the house they don't have the house they've got they got a ship that's taking on water and if they don't do something they don't get rid of these eight people or, or reconvince them of their ways. This, this, we're going to lose. We're going to lose the House of Rep, and we're going to lose the uh, the Trump election. People are going to wonder what the hell is this Republican Party all about? You're you're making some great points there, Phil. Thank you, thank you for the call. And you're and you're right that there, there there will be a ripple effect to all of this. Uh, going going down the road, going right into the uh, presidential. Uh, a race. Let's go to Judy in Manhattan. Good morning, Judy. What's on your mind? Hi, Dominic. I disagree with you about those eight. Um, you don't. Uh, they're standing tough. Okay, we want the border closed. We want the spending stopped. Okay, enough with the shenanigans. And you don't connect that Mayorkas now deciding. To build the war um, is connected to them standing strong. No, not 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 at all. Not not at all. Not at all. Not 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 at all. Not at all. I don't even know you're getting that from. Uh, If if uh, if there's a change in heart in the administration, it's because the election is right around the corner. It has nothing to do with these eight members of Congress. Absolutely nothing. So I, I don't know okay. where I, I don't know where you're getting so that from. All of a sudden, no, but all of a sudden the election is a whole year away. This he didn't change his mind 
Julia, the election is not a year away. The election is playing out right now. The voting will take place in the general election a year from now, but the voting starts very, very soon in caucus and primary states. So it's not well, a, it's not a year away. I don't think it's a coincidence that all of a sudden he decided to build a war when they decided that they weren't going to negotiate because the war was not, I mean, because the border wasn't closed. Okay. Well, you're, you're, uh-huh. in, you're entitled to your opinion, Judy. And, uh, but I promise you this, these eight members are going to regret what they did. I can assure you of that because the party realizes they have to go no matter what, because you cannot hold an entire party. Uh, uh, you can't blackmail or hijack an entire conference over just eight members. But, Judy, thank you. Thank you for your call. Greatly uh, appreciate it. Let's go to uh, Dave on Staten Island. Good morning, Dave. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. The House divided against itself cannot stand. The rhinos are Democrats. And, yes, they can hold the rest in hostage, which is what they just did. Dave, are you done? Yes. Okay, thank you for your call. Let's go to Susan in Brooklyn. Good morning, Susan. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Okay, well, my feeling is is that um, McCarthy, in the debt ceiling in in May or June, um, he totally folded. He did not uh, uh, put forward the agreement that the House had, um, you know, made that it would be a one-year deal, $1.5 trillion, and then they would renegotiate. He went in without any negotiation and just gave the Biden administration unlimited spending. They have spent over a trillion dollars in the last 30 days. This is not, we have to look at the big picture. It is good to have two sides because that is the issue. McCarthy already gave away the leverage of the majority. And and it's not even being discussed. It's not about the what's going on right now with the negotiations, which they have gone back to regular order, which was part of the deal they made with him. So it's good to have two sides talking about what is really happening because the mainstream media and very few people are talking about the $33 trillion in debt, the $2 trillion every year we are spending more. We are still at the uh, co- the forty percent additional COVID spending, they still have COVID money. The uh, okay, Ukraine. I, I I got it, Susan. So so what so what's the what's the answer in the short term? You see, here's my point, Susan. Everybody can complain. That's that's the easy part to do. Me, I'm talking. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about leaders. What I'm saying to you is now, so what's the answer? We have to deal with the here and now. So are, are you saying just blow everything up? What, what are, what's the answer? Well, the answer is we got uh, out of the way McCarthy, who was uh, not effective. Okay, okay, but, but Susan, coming. okay, but Susan, I got yeah, that part. Yeah. So would you like to be a speaker when if Matt, you do one thing Matt Gates doesn't like and he can challenge your leadership and you could be gone by the end of the day, would you like to be in a position like that? Well, the mistakes that McCarthy made. Okay, but you're not focusing on what I just asked you. No, that, because another leader like a, a Jim Jordan or uh, anyone like that. And, you know, Pelosi got rid of that rule. And if they had someone that they could trust, they could get rid of that rule. Okay, but wait, but wait, 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 wait. You mentioned Jim Jordan. So what happens when Jim Jordan doesn't make Matt Gates' personal problems disappear? What's going to happen then? I I don't agree with you. Okay, so you don't agree with Newt. I didn't say that. Newt Gingrich said that. I didn't say that. Newt Gingrich said it. 
I don't believe it's personal problems. I you, believe you don't believe that- the you don't believe the congressional investigation into into the uh, the the. And when I say believe, what I mean, Susan, so you're you're telling me they're not looking at right now his relationship, Matt Gates, with women. They're investigating it right now as we speak. That was part of the reason why he wanted McCarthy gone because McCarthy wouldn't intercede on his behalf. I, I, I don't even agree if that is true or not true. I don't think that's the issue. I okay. think the issue is Susan, we, we, got, we got to deal in reality. We, we in have debt. to deal in reality, Susan. This is uh, uh, per, pro, politics. Thank you for the call, Susan. Politics are personal, folks. And if you believe that elected officials don't want preferential treatment from leaders in their conference, whether you're a Democrat or you're a Republican, you're not being realistic. Matt Gates wants his problems to disappear. McCarthy said, I'm sorry, there's nothing I can do. Again, folks, this is... Don't blame the messenger. This is this is Newt Gingrich stating this. All right, it, it's not just me, Dominic Carter. It is it is Newt Gingrich stating the same things that I tried telling you folks last night. And so, okay, with the spending, you you want to blow up the ship now, right? But then, what what's the solution? I really want you to be able to tell me what is the solution. So. Michael in New Jersey says McCarthy leaving is a blessing. Let's go to Michael right now. Good morning, Michael. What's on your mind? Yeah, good morning. First of all, who in the hell is Newt Gingrich? He's not Jesus Christ, and he's not Okay, God. so, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. He, he's, wait, wait, are you a former speaker of the House? No, are you? Okay, I'm not, but for you, it's insulting. No, Michael, calm down. It's insulting. Well, not, the, not the dramatics this morning, please. It's okay. insulting for you to come on the air and say, who the hell is Newt Gingrich? I'm not a former speaker, and neither are you. Right. So, 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 what, you... so what makes you qualified to make that type of comment? So what makes you qualified to say Newt Gingrich is, is God Almighty, that everything he that, says that, that is I, written did, in I, stone. did I say he was God Almighty? No, but you keep referring okay, to okay, Newt Gingrich. Okay, Michael, 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 yeah. Michael, go ahead and get to your point, please. I'm, I'm not going to oh. engage you this okay, morning. Get, get to your point. Here's the thing. The reason they voted for McCarthy is because at the time, nobody else wanted the job. Now we have four people, Jordan, Scalise, and two other people, who are dying to get the job. He can be replaced at the snap of a finger. Okay, but answer this for me. What happens when the new speaker, let's say it's Jordan, let's say it's Scalise, when when he does one thing that Matt Gates doesn't like, what happens then? Please answer that question. Okay, we'll come to that bridge when it happens. Oh, oh, we'll, we'll come. Wait, whoa, 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 so you're going to tell me the next speaker is not crippled on day one coming in? You're going to re- tell me that with a straight face? Yes, I am. Because with, with, maybe with, he with, won't a, with a wild card, like, would you want to be the speaker accountable to one basic nut out of Florida? Would you want to be accountable to that? Yes, you, because I would sit down with him and discuss things with him and ask him, what is it that's making you unhappy that you want to get rid of me? Right. Okay, that's what I would Because I want you to make my investigations disappear, and I want to blow up the ship. Now, blow up the ship with me, or I'll get rid of you. Now, th- well, does that sound, does that sound reasonable? To- now, what is it that they're accusing Matt Gates of doing? That he's, he's, been ac- he's been accused of um, of bringing women, uh, 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 underage women, across state lines, and, uh, and for, for you know for what intent. There's no need to go into all of it. Uh, that's one of the things they're looking into, and I and he he was able to dodge. Uh, I think the feds were looking at it, but now uh, Congress is investigating it. And he wanted McCarthy to intercede, and McCarthy said, I'm sorry, I can't. That's what well, made would, it personal. I would ask him, I would ask him, first of all, that's up to the, the, uh, the Justice Department. I would ask him, what could I do to No, stop no, no, the, the congressional invest, the Congress, see, folks, you got to do your homework. Right, right. But what I'm trying to say, Michael, you're you're saying how great uh, Getz is, uh, uh, Matt Gates and all this stuff. 
and you don't know the fact. You don't even know what he's under investigation for. Yes, you're yes, yes. But, but so, so what is it that you want me to do that you think I can do? And I say I can do it. Maybe it's not within my power. He to wants do it. right, but he wants the congressional investigation to disappear. And is, it, is the head of the Congress capable of doing that, or that comes under the Justice Department? That comes under. No, it come no it Congress under the Attorney General. Does no, it come under the no Attorney wait, General? Michael, please con- yeah. pause for a second. Yeah. It comes under Congress. Congress is in inve- in in this matter is investigating it. That's why he wanted McCarthy to make it disappear. We're not talking about the Justice Department now. There's serious charges that are before Congress. And, and as the speaker, there, he wanted McCarthy to make it go away. And are there women who are accusing them of, of doing this, bringing them across state lines for the purpose of having sex? Is there a woman who's coming forward and saying, I was 15 years old and he took me across the border to have sex with me? The, who's the, making these? The, the, this is something that's been ongoing for about three or four years. And, well, uh, if it's going on for three or four years, then how is it okay. that they haven't prosecuted him by then? Then okay. it's a bunch of baloney. Okay, that, that, okay Michael, that, that's what you say. Thank you. Thank you for the call. Let's see here. Let's go to Marianne in Queens. Good morning, Marianne. What's on your mind? Good morning. Uh, listen, there's no way going back. What happened, happened. Now the Republican Party has to realize they have no plan. The first thing they have to do is to put the right person, the one that has the guts to confront the Democrats. Because now the Democrats, what they're doing is the politics for the elections. So if the Republicans don't get together to confront that, come with a plan and see what is the situations that this has created and leave it in the past. Listen, in my opinion, the best one that has the guts to confront the the Democrats is Jordan. Okay, what are the problems that have to be resolved? Immigration, that's the main one. Second, you have to make a plan for how you're going to win the elections. Voting registration, okay? Because you're talking about voting that is coming next year. Make believe that it's this year. You have to go to those communities that the Republicans have not reached yet. There's a lot of Blacks and Hispanics that are just waiting. All right? So voting registration is the most. Washington Heights, Upper East Side, Harlem. You have to go and take whatever you have to do to go ahead. Forget about what McCarthy and good. They can neutralize this guy by what? Making a plan and see what the country in this country is in need. We have an, an a inflation. We have communities that are waiting to go in the street and, and do what the Democrat Party did in, in, the, in 2020. People in the street, they're going to repeat that. So you got to have your people willing and able to confront those gangs and win. We got to win, and we have to put a plan for all these things. We got to neutralize God. He's nobody. I don't even give him a, one single moment in my, in my mind. Okay. We got to go ahead. Got it, Marianne. Thank you. Folks, here's the bottom line. If you really want to, if you want to be more conservative, if you want to be a hotline conservative, whatever the case may be, whatever it is you want, the bottom line starts with, and Marianne was kind of on point with this, is that if you don't want to see these fights in public uh, amongst the party, then you got to make sure that Republicans have more of a majority. Because if they had more seats in Washington, this gang of eight would be completely irrelevant if they had more more seats. But they don't. And so at the end of the day, this squabble, a lot of it uh, could be because uh, we, the people, are not turning out to vote uh, as much as we should. 
if if they had and Republicans did well in the House in the last election, if they had more seats, it would not uh, it would not come to this where uh, it's so bad that McCarthy had to cover his nose and cut a deal with the devil. That's what he had to do. That's what he had to do. And then when in cutting that deal with the devil, he, uh, you know, went to this uh, to this one person rule uh, to challenge the leadership. And uh, and at the end of the day, it, it cost him his job. It cost him his job. We got the Trump situation to deal with Mayor Adams in Mexico trying to dissuade. Good luck with that. Migrants from coming as they're still coming in large, large numbers. When we come back, we will continue with your calls. Brooklyn, Manhattan, New Jersey, and many, many more. We'll be right back. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Well, folks, former President Donald Trump returned to Manhattan for a third day uh, and uh, has uh, apparently left and returned to uh, Florida, uh, to Mar-a-Lago. In terms of the third day of his civil fraud trial, New York Attorney General Letitia James said, the, quote, the Trump show is over that uh, she won't be bullied. I, you know, I, I, I don't know about this case here, folks. And, um, you know, um, that's that's my nice way of saying that. I, I just don't get it. I don't see it. Uh, Manhattan Supreme Court Justice Arthur Ngorian, uh slammed his hand on the, uh, on the bench, losing his cool during testimony, declaring this is ridiculous. He was apparently upset at Trump attorneys uh, uh, feeling that uh, Donald Bender uh, was on the stand and that the attorneys repeatedly insisted they needed to go into meticulous detail with their question uh, year by year and so on. The judge kept saying, don't waste time. And President Trump, before he left New York, uh, addressed the uh, media as he has been doing uh, for the last couple of days. I'd rather be right now in Iowa. I'd rather be in New Hampshire, or South Carolina, or Ohio, or a lot of other places, but I'm stuck here because I have a corrupt attorney general that communicates with the DOJ in Washington to keep me nice and busy because I'm leading Biden in the polls by a lot. That's all this is. This is election interference. Election interference, the former president says, as he also continued. They made up a fake case. They're fraudulent people. And the judge already knows what he's going to do. He's a Democrat judge. In all fairness to him, he has no choice. He has no choice. He's run by the Democrats. I know this city better than anybody knows this city. There's nobody knows it like I do. He's a Democrat judge out of the clubhouses. He's controlled, and it's a shame. What's going on here is a shame. Our whole system is corrupt. This is corrupt. Atlanta is corrupt. And what's coming out of D.C. is corrupt. Former President Trump. We'll see how this all plays out. Back to your telephone calls. We are talking about a number of issues this morning. Mario in Manhattan. Good morning, Mario. What's on your mind? Dominic, the whole thing is a mess. We've become a banana republic, no uh, prejudice intended. This is an absolute disgrace. We're following in the footsteps of once noble Rome, rotting from within and not protecting its borders. These guys are strapping young men. Then of military age. Where are their wives and children if they're if they're fleeing of uh, uh, oppression? They're getting vouchers from. Okay, Eric wait, Adams. wait, 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 Joe, Joe, do me do me a favor. I I despise when people call under false names. I will take your call as long as you identify yourself. When you call under a false name, and I'm going to figure it out in two seconds, I am going to cut you off immediately, as I have just done. So please do not do that. Let's respect each other. Let's call under. I don't know why you would use a different name. I, I take everyone's calls. Everyone's. 
so please folks let's let's have a let's have a mutual respect for each other and let's let's use use our real names because I'm going to recognize your voice and when I do I will cut you off immediately and I mean immediately let's go to Shirley in Manhattan good morning Shirley what's on your mind Shirley are you with me Okay, Shirley's not there. Let's go to Tony in New Jersey. Good morning, Tony. What's on your mind? Hey, Dominic. You know, I was thinking of the song, I Can See Clearly Now. Remember that one? Mm-hmm. Okay, you want to well, sing a verse for me, Tony? I can't sing it all. Why not? Just, just a verse, Tony. Just a verse. I can see clearly now. The rain is gone. The, yeah, okay. Oh, that's, about, that's about as well. Go, okay. go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Tony. Go ahead. No, we're going to leave it, Dominic. <laughs> so here's what I want to tell you. You know, Dominic, when you played President Trump, you know, coming out of the courthouse today. Right. Everything that I wanted to say to you lines up for me. And here's what I want to say about the Speaker, the Speaker of the House. My feeling is that we can move forward. I, I listened to Newt Gingrich, and for people who don't know who he is, he did a lot for our country, so maybe they should look it up. But what I want to say is that if if Jim Jordan, you know, Jim Jordan is one of the people who I think is was on the judici- Judiciary Committee, and it would just warm my heart if he got in and if they get rid of that one, one vote, you know, rule, get rid of that, mm-hmm. because they they see it's destructive, and if they just look at him and trust in him, and our country can move forward. And him being on the judiciary committee, what a speaker that would be. Okay, so so, so Tony, but wait, 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 wait. So Tony, I I agree with you in premise, your premise here. So, but here's the problem: the speaker can only for the Republicans can only lose five votes. So you've got this gang of eight. And if they don't budge on on this one person being able to challenge the speakership, then what? If they don't budge, you're not elected speaker. No one will right. be. So let me comment on that part. So what I understand from Matt Gates, who clearly is not an altar boy, and clearly, can I just say, it should have been brought out on the floor why he was doing what he was doing, because most of America didn't know. Most of America still doesn't know about his background, but go ahead. But in any event, I think, I believe those eight with Jim Jordan are going to have to come to some terms and they're going to feel pressure from their constituents and from America to do the right thing from, and the Republicans have to put pressure on them. If they don't stick together and call those, those eight, who knows? But I believe that they will, they will go with Jim Jordan. That's my gut. You know, my gut is that he's someone who did not want it before, and now he wants it. He knows it's needed. And I believe, Dominic, I could be wrong, that he's he has their trust. Well, we'll see, because what happens the first time Jim Jordan does something that this group doesn't like? What, what happens right, well, at that point? I believe he should go in, like Newt Gingrich was saying, they have to come to terms with getting rid of this rule because that's baloney. No one wants that job. They're not going to have anybody. They're going to have Hakeem Jeffries is who they're going to have with that rule. Right, 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 right. Uh, It's it's a mess. It's a mess. If they stick, no, Dominic, let's be positive. If they stick together, and I'll be calling the seven. I used to call... Speaker McCarthy, you don't get him, but you always got somebody in his office. I have to say, there was always somebody there who picked up the phone and listened to what you had to say. You call everybody on this line listening to me should call up those eight and tell them that if they don't want to be blamed for destroying this this whole upcoming election, which is what they're doing, that that they better stick to stick together and get rid of that rule. Hey, hey, Tony, 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 there's the, uh, there's the song there. There's in my way. We just wanted to do that for you. We just wanted to do that for you. So, so now, yeah, now you can remember the rest of it, Tony. Wait, wait, here's part of the best part. 
Bright, bright, sunshine, and day. Come All on, right, Tony. <laughs> Good night, Dominic. Good night, Tony. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for the call. Dominic Carter here with you, folks. Talk Radio 77 WABC. When we come back, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter and more of your telephone calls from New Jersey to Brooklyn and Manhattan. WABC. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. Well, according to the NYPD, crime continues to come down. Here is what Police Commissioner Eddie Caban had to say talking to reporters. As we look back on this past summer and the first three quarters of the year, New York City is seeing a significant sustained reduction in violent crime. Driving the drop in major crime this past quarter was a 23.2% decline in murders, an 8.3% decline in robberies, and an 18.6% decline in burglaries. These reductions over the last quarter helped push overall crime down for the year as well, with declines in five of the seven major categories. Furthermore, the number of both shooting incidents and victims continues to fall compared to last year, with 283 fewer shootings and 378 fewer shooting victims in 2023 versus 2022. And this success is not only limited to certain areas of our city either. During the third quarter of this year, shootings have fallen in every New York City borough. We are also continuing to take back our transit system with index crime in the subways falling another 8.4% in the third quarter and 5% year-to-date. None of this happens by accident, and this is not a coincidence. These public safety gains are the direct result of relentless, intelligence-driven work by your NYPD offices. Police Commissioner Eddie Caban, but, uh, you know, that sounds great, sounds wonderful, but perception is a problem and I venture to say if you ask five out of six New Yorkers, they would say crime is not down, that crime is out of control to Brooklyn and Jacqueline. Good morning, Jacqueline. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Um, before I get into what I wanted to say, uh, just one comment, quick comment on Miss Tish, as I like to refer to her, uh, Letitia James. She's, she was just hired to do Biden and the Democrats' dirty work and play a role in destroying President Trump, just like D.A. Bragg is doing. Um, the reason I called was to comment on, uh, you had posed a question, how does this issue with the speaker get resolved? Once they can agree on a speaker, the rule was changed by, you said, uh, Nancy Pelosi. Am I understanding that correctly? No, the, the rule that made this uh, political suicide was changed by McCarthy. It was the only way he could get, could get the job. To, to only make one person uh, right, that, that could bring okay. it to the floor. Yes. All right. Well, it, they got to change it. They got to change it back to what it was before, or they have to change it to something that would be more reasonable, either by two thirds or you okay. know whatever they can agree on. So, Jacqueline, um, wait, wait. I have a question for you. So let's mm-hmm. let's say you're one of these eight that voted to get rid of uh, McCarthy, right? Let's say you're one of the eight, right? Why in the world would you change the rules when you're now a major star that could bring down a speaker? Why would you go to something that makes you completely irrelevant? Well, then, if that is the case, that is the case. That is the case. If they show their true colors and that's what they're standing by, they don't deserve to hold those positions, and they need to be voted out because no individual should be able to hold the entire Congress hostage to do to to bow down to what their demands are. That's that's ludicrous. That's ridiculous. Right. I, I hear you, Jacqueline, and I agree with you a thousand percent. But remember. Whoever the speaker is, they can only afford to lose five Republican votes. That's it. This is a group of eight. If if you can't cherry pick uh, four out of the eight, you got a major problem. If you can't cherry pick them to your side, and in order to cherry pick them to your side, just like McCarthy did, you've got to give away the store. In my opinion, that's the only thing that can be done reasonably. And like I said, if that's the kind of game, if they want to play that kind of game, they got to go. 
They don't deserve to be in those positions. They have to go. This is, like I said yesterday morning, this is not the time to do this. The Republican Party has got to unite. They can't continue this kind of nonsense, this BS. It it just is not going to work. They're going to sell this country down the toilet. They're going to cost this country another election if they don't band together. Agreed. Agreed, Jacqueline. Uh, And thank you for the call. We we would hope that they could come together. We'll we'll see what happens in a matter of a couple of days. So we've been talking about uh, the former Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich. He appeared on uh, the show of our owner-operator, John Katsimatidis, Katz and Cosby, Mr. Katsimatidis, Rita Cosby. And he talked specifically. We will continue with your calls in just one second. He talked specifically about Florida Congressman Matt Gates. Well, let me say, first of all, part of what happens is guys like Gates uh, go in, on every TV show they can get on, and then they send out fundraising memos. And because, you know, if, you, if you're a hardline conservative out in America, you have every reason to be angry at Washington. And so suddenly Gates becomes your hero. Uh, and you send him money and he gets to run for governor of Florida. That's what this is all about. Uh, this, is a, this is a hypocritical, opportunistic behavior. My, my advice to the House Republican Conference is do not let these eight guys in to vote on leader, on the speaker, unless they sign a document that says they will not do this again for the rest of this Congress. But if they're not willing to pledge their loyalty now to the next speaker, don't let them be part of picking them. Agree 110 uh, percent. They, they, they have been doing chaos instead of unity. Chaos instead of unity, and who who can disagree with that? See, all, all I'm trying to say, folks, is let's be reasonable. Well, Dominic, I don't want to be reasonable. The Democrats are not reasonable. But look, look, look at where it's taking our country. I hear you, folks. I hear you on the amount of spending. But there has to be a responsible way that we can achieve the goals that you're looking to achieve rather than just letting an opportunist like Matt Gates. You think Matt Gates cares about anybody besides himself? The conference hates his guts. Shouldn't that tell you something, folks? I mean, so simply because he's doing your bidding, that makes him a hero in your eyes? Come on. Don't be naive. Don't be naive. Let's continue uh, with your telephone calls. Dominic Carter here with you up until the top of the hour when Frank Morano will uh, take over. Let's go to Michael in Manhattan. Good morning, Michael. What's on your mind? Hey, Dominic. I, I agree with what what you say. I did not know that McCarthy had to uh, cave in to that one person. Yes, yes, that was the only way. It took 15 rounds to get the job. And you see, most people don't understand that. They think that McCarthy lost the will of his conference. No. As 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 Gingrich said, and I'm, I want you to make your point, Michael, but as Gingrich said, 96% of the Republican caucus voted for McCarthy. 4%, these hardliners, because of what McCarthy had to give up to get the job, he cut, he sliced his own throat from ear to ear, led by Matt Gates. Go ahead, Michael. Okay. Uh, what I would suggest is three quick things. Number one, everybody listening should get a podcast of Newt Gingrich from tonight's Castamatidis report. Number one. Number two, Mark Levin spelled out everything about Gates, Gates, whatever his name is, in his program tonight. Get a podcast of that rather than you staying up all night to listen to Frank. And the other third conclusion and is, and, and what what did he what did he say? I didn't hear the show tonight. Oh, I, I he went into all the details about Gates's background and his text messages, which will hang him. But the third thing is, I think the Republicans now should go full bore and start the investigation, continue the investigation against Gates and his uh, various uh, nefarious things that he did. 
go after him. Well, I think I think that's a foregone conclusion. If you if you if you think you're going to do uh, to the Speaker of the House what he just did and walk away, that that's not going to happen. And so, you know, maybe 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 he'll just pull out, you know, run for governor. But uh, uh, it, we haven't seen the end of uh, of this uh, soap opera. I'm thank you for the call, Michael. I will continue with your calls in just a second. But I'm joined by Frank Marano, the other side of midnight. Good morning to you, sir. Hello, Dominic. So what do you have coming up? All right. Well, obviously, it's been a busy news week in uh, Washington. And I'm going to get into all the issues you've been discussing with uh, Brian Kilmeade. Uh, He's a weekly visitor. But Brian is a particularly interesting guy because, you know, there are some talk show hosts in the conservative uh, punditocracy that are very anti-establishment. They're very hardcore Trumpian, like uh, Steve Bannon, for instance instance, guys like that. Other guys like uh, Hannity, they're a little bit more establishment. Kilmeade has sort of tried to straddle that that line between being very hardcore Trump and very mainline conservative or mainline Republican. So I'm curious to get his take on this. I know he really has been mixing it up with some of these uh, rebel Republicans. So he may have some insight on that that you're not going to hear on any other shows. And then uh, I'm going to talk with Jeffrey Lyons, the film critic, also a baseball historian. We'll talk about the World Series and uh, look back at uh, yesteryear. And then uh, there's a really interesting book uh, by Brigitte Davis, whose mother was a number runner in Detroit. And I read this book about three years ago, and I've been wanting to get her on for three years. And tonight she's finally coming on, which I'm excited about. Fantastic. I look forward to hearing it. Let's you and I, Frank Morano, take a couple of calls together. Alex in Brooklyn, you're talking live to Frank and Dominic. Go right ahead. Hey, Frank and Dominic. Uh, first of all, I don't trust Newt Cambridge. I don't think Frank does either. And by the way, about Brian Kilmeade, Frank is 100% right. Uh, he's probably one of the most centered people in the media that we have today, uh, except when it comes to the war in Ukraine. I think it's a little okay, too, okay uh, Alex, we have a minute and a half left. You got to get to the point. So, but I, I, you had a Mike on, Michael on earlier who was saying that basically Kevin McCarthy should have worked out with Matt Gates how to get rid of his investigation so that Matt Gates shouldn't get him off from his job and i think that is so crazy and and that michael needs to not just go with the talk points that people like matt gates because they're mag are 100 percent right whatever they say whatever they do he has to have his own opinion and that's why he wasn't really able to argue with you and he just kept on defending his belief that Kevin mccarthy is wrong and matt gates was right for for getting rid of him um because he doesn't really have his own opinion and, that, and that's a problem okay. and right. what happened yesterday wasn't so good Okay, thank you, Alex. I'm sorry, I'm just uh, short of time. You know, normally I would try and squeeze in another call, Frank, but uh, I just don't think we have the time to do so. So, folks, thank you for calling. By the way, I will be filling in for Bill O'Reilly on uh, on Friday night and Monday night, 9 p.m. I, I wanted to do it uh, tonight on Thursday, but I have a prearranged event. So I'll, I'll be having the opportunity to chat with you folks quite a bit. You want to keep it right where you are. Frank Marano and the other side of Midnight is coming up. I will be back with you folks in 23 hours right here. Talk Radio 77 WABC.